basketball is back in action. Back to AB. Pull, fire, score! <laughs> Alex Marcello! Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Also brought to you by Quick Quack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. And now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are at the Moda Center in Portland, Oregon, home of the Portland Trailblazers, where they are set to face the 12th-ranked Oregon Ducks in the Phil Knight Invitational. Now, tonight is BYU's first road game after playing and winning the first two home games of the season, the 2-0 Cougars, last played on Friday when they beat San Diego State 66-60 at the Marriott Center. Alex Barcelo and Tijon Lucas combined for 30 points in that victory. Under Mark Pope, BYU has started the season 2-0 now for the second straight season, and they are looking to begin 3-0 for the first time under Coach Pope with a win tonight. Now, Oregon, as I mentioned, is 12th in the country, the 2-0 Ducks, have wins over Texas Southern, who, by the way, BYU will face coming up in just a couple of weeks, as well as SMU. The Cougars will not be taking on SMU. They've averaged 84.5 points per game, exactly 20 points per game more than their opponent. Now, just to compare that to BYU, Cougars right now averaging 67.5 points per game, so 17 points less than what the Ducks have scored through their first two games. Now, Oregon has five players averaging double figures in scoring, led by 6'5 guard Will Richardson with 19. Richardson is also shooting 55% from the field and 62% from three. Obviously, just outrageous shooting performances through the first two games. That A lot of that stuff, you see those numbers earlier in the season. Then when you get a larger sample size, they'll start to go down a little bit. But right now, obviously shooting the ball very, very well. As a team, Oregon is shooting 46% from the field and 38% from the perimeter. This is obviously a big, big game for both teams. This is one of those resume games that both teams want to have going into the postseason. So this is a big, big game, not just for BYU facing the number 12 team, but it goes the other way around. BYU, obviously, Oregon, Oregon gets a boost for playing this game. So this this is one of those ones that uh, you want to have on your schedule, and then if you can come out with a victory tonight, then uh, then you are absolutely loving life. For more on tonight's game, it's time for our pregame player interview. Tonight, my conversation is with Spencer Johnson, who, by the way, may see a familiar face on the opposing bench tonight. More on that coming up in a second. But first, I asked Spencer how he thinks the team's playing through two games. Really good. Um, I think we feel really comfortable with each other. We feel really good playing together. We're moving the ball really well. It's just super fun to be out there, you know. I don't feel like I'm, I'm trying to do too much, just trying to fit in with this team and do whatever we can to win. I think through two games you're averaging about 10 points a game, but your game seems effortless. Like it seems like it's really just sort of you're kind of flowing within the offense. Do you feel that when you're out there? Totally. That's the, that's the beautiful thing about our offense is that you don't have to force anything. It's just you make the, the extra pass, you um, you drive and kick, and, and that's what's so awesome about playing with these guys is it, you don't have to really go out and get your own. You know, it, it seems like the ball just finds you when you're open, and so I've just, you know, been super lucky to be in those spots. 
When you look at the first two games, do you look back on it and some of the adversity that you had in the games where the opposition kind of kept it close and you had to grind, do you look back on that as actually a good thing that you not only do you get the wins, but that you guys were able to work through that during the game? Definitely. I think it's super valuable as a team to you know, get that, at the be- especially at the beginning of the season because obviously when you get into league play and then you know down the stretch, like things... Um, teams start to get more physical and, and you know, they're starting to, to figure each other out. So it's awesome that we can get these experiences where we got to grind through it together and, and take these punches and keep going. And um, it's just huge for us. You've been here, obviously, a couple of seasons. What is unique about this group or what's maybe different from teams previously that you've been on here at BYU? One thing I love about this group is I feel like we're all pretty close and we're all pretty connected. I could probably go down the the list of guys and tell you one thing about each of them, about their personal lives, which, you know, I don't feel like a lot of teams really get that. And so I think that's really cool. And um, that's been able to, you know, help us on the court. And, and I think, you know, the fans can see that. By the way, who are you closest to on the team? Who do you hang out the most if you're going to hang out with somebody? We, uh, we I hang out with Trevin Nell a lot. I hang out with A.B., um, Richard Harward, Trey Stewart, you know, just, just good guys like that. Well, and it probably goes to what you were saying. I mean, because I, I asked you for one, you gave me four guys, and that probably speaks to what you were talking about, that this team is really, really close, and it's not just one or two guys or a clique, that the team really does enjoy being around each other as a team. Yeah, it's awesome. I think, you know, anytime when you get a group of guys that they're coming together like that, like they're all pushing each other to be better, but they're friends off the court as well. It's it's so big for chemistry and just allows you to play more free when you're on the court. This will be the first time you guys will have gone on the road. Do you guys look forward to that opportunity, kind of another challenge against a really good team, a ranked team in Oregon? We thrive off of challenges and, you know, it's just the next one on the list and we're super excited to get after it, super excited to, to go um, to battle with each other and just keep learning and growing. So how much back and forth has there been with your brother over the last couple of days? I mean, obviously, you've known this has been on the schedule for a while. What, what's been the conversation between you and Isaac? <laughs> we're both super excited. We, uh, our family's all going to be there because, you know, we kind of grew up around there. So we're getting a lot of a lot of people we knew and it's going to be super fun. Super excited to get on the court with him and, you know, just show him who's boss once again. Now, obviously, you're older. So I, I, I was going back with the years and whatnot will this be the first time that you guys will have been on the same court in the same game or or did you have any crossover at all we had a little crossover he was a freshman i was a senior um at american fork high school so we got in a couple games together but um not a ton so this is kind of this is going to be like the first one in i don't know four or five years really where we're going to be on the court together and look when you're an athlete you're competitive Uh, both of you want the bragging rights on this right totally definitely does the winner get something out of this between you two? Have you talked about that? Like, you know, is there anything on the line for you two? I think just the bragging rights. This is like, <laughs> who knows when we're going to get the chance to play each other again, you know? So this is going to be uh, this is going to be a big one. Okay, so you mentioned that a lot of family are going to be there. Is it going to be divvied up 50-50, some wearing Ducks gear, some wearing BYU? Like, what's how is this going to work? So my parents got, they got a shirt. They split it down the middle. So you got half of BYU, half of Oregon. So, yeah, 
I think they know who they're really cheering for in their heart, but... And who would that be? <laughs> Go Cougs, right? <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the Ducks. We mentioned their ranked team coming in at number 13. It's not in Eugene, but it's close enough for a home game, obviously, for them at the Moda Center. What do you expect from this Duck program? So they're really long, they're really athletic, press, and they, they have a really good switching defense. So we're going to have to be really sharp rebounding the ball. We're going to have to be really sharp taking up space on the court to kind of make them uncomfortable when they're switching. And so we definitely have our work cut out for us. You guys, as we talked about earlier, you talked about challenges. This is something that you guys are really looking forward to, this opportunity, not just to go on the road and face a ranked team, but just to kind of keep growing as a team, right? Definitely. It's all about growing. You know, we talk about we want to get better every day. So this is just another step along the way. It's nice to be able to, you know, kind of gauge ourselves against a good team, I guess, because we've we've beaten two teams so far that were NCAA tournament teams. So this is another one that actually had a really good run, you know, in in the tournament. So this is going to be a good gauge where we can see where we're at and where we need to grow. And it's going to be super, super fun. Appreciate the time. Good luck against the Ducks. And uh, let's keep this winning streak going. Let's go. Go Cougs. Go Cougs indeed. Thanks to Spencer Johnson for taking a few minutes. What an unbelievable opportunity for the Johnson family to be able to experience having, you know, the brothers on the floor together, one on BYU, one on on Oregon, to be able to just enjoy a night like this. Uh, pretty cool, and uh, obviously everybody on this side certainly hoping that uh, the Spencer gets the uh, the better end of uh, of the evening. But uh, what a cool night! for the Johnson family. All right, coming up next, we are going to head to the Moda Center. It's time for our courtside conversation with the one and only Mr. Portland himself, Mark Durant. That's coming up next as Cougar Pregame Live continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. The BYU Cougars on the road tonight in Portland at the Moda Center, home of the Portland Trailblazers to face the 12th-ranked Oregon Ducks. Let's head up to the Pacific Northwest. You will hear him on the call with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, tonight. He is the one and only, the former BYU basketball superstar. You know him and you love him. His name is Mark Durant. Good evening, Mark. How are you? My brother, I'm doing good. Great to be in Portland at the Moda Center, home of Dame Dollar Lillard. And uh, it's just cool. I, mean, I don't think I've been in this building. And uh, so another one off the list, man. It's pretty cool getting to, getting to do this. I You're stuck back there in Provo, man. <laughs> I'm Look, we love Provo. Um, but yes, I am envious. I, I have a thing about stadiums and arenas. Like whenever I go to a city that has like a professional team, I, I'm just drawn to the stadiums. I, I've got to go see them. I've been outside the Moda Center. I've never been inside, but th- that looks like a pretty cool arena. Yeah, really cool. Just off the river there, look across at Portland. And yeah, a lot of good history here too. You think, think about all the great players that have played here. So yeah, I mean, I guess uh, I guess NBA arenas are a little bit like a sports temple, you know. It's where uh, it's where all these all these great plays are happening, historic players and coming through. So it's pretty. It's always cool, especially these young guys, you know. Playing in an NBA arena is always pretty special, and it's got a different feel to it. And obviously, their dream is to one day play in the NBA. So it was always fun as a player to 
to have these types of games in professional arenas? Well, you know, it's not a professional arena, but it's pretty cool to be able to play in the Marriott Center, and that's where BYU has played its first two games. The Cougars come in 2-0. and What are some of your early takeaways from the first two games that the Cougars have played? The biggest takeaway is I think this defense is really good. And, you know, BYU's been up and down a little bit with the defense over the last few years, but I think under Mark Pope it's a real focus, and so I think they've gotten better. But I think this team is just – a step above what the, what we've seen. I think uh, even without a, a rim protector back like uh, Matt Harms was last year, this team, I think, will have a chance to win most of the games it's in, even against really good teams, because the defense will keep them in it. So they'll have a chance at the end. And even though you do lose a Matt Harms, I've been really impressed with Gavin Baxter. I think Gavin Baxter's defense is, is underrated. And it's not just about blocking shots. You watch him when he plays. He's a, he's a tremendous helper. Uh, to his teammates when uh, they get beat off the dribble or, or the, you know, someone else coming. He, he's very quick on his feet. He knows where to be. He, he stops the penetration. Then he's like, quick enough to be able to get back to his man if he needs to. So Gavin's a terrific defender, and Foos has really surprised me. I mean, yeah. he's, he's a little shorter, but, man, he's got that wingspan and great jumper and has, has been a really good rim protector. And then you've got kind of quicker guys that are bigger, like Matt, uh, like Caleb Lohner. And, uh, and you got your wing guys, Seneca and Gideon, uh, who are just really quick and, and also strong and, and long. So I think defensively, I mean, I just think you know, this, this team is a team that can really compete with any team in the nation. And we'll, their defense will give them a chance in any game, even when the offense isn't doing too well, which was, was the case in, in a lot of respects in the first two games. The offense was struggling, and, and, and you got to remember they were playing against some really good defensive teams themselves in Cleveland State and San Diego State. San Diego State's one of the best in the country, so it's going to be hard to really play great offense, but even when your offense doesn't play well, and you, I mean, if you tell me BYU's going to struggle like they did from the three-point line and still beat San Diego State, I'd, I'd be a little bit surprised, but because of their defense, they were still able to win that game. It's going to take a little time for BYU to be the team that they ultimately want to be. It's obviously very early in the year. No team is a finished product heading into game three. However, I, I think one of the things that stood out to me is that you can see that this team has the depth and the talent to be able to play a couple of different ways. And we always talk about, certainly in-game, making those in-game adjustments when maybe somebody throws something at you that you didn't plan on or they put in a lineup that, that's not necessarily conducive to what you want to do. I think BYU has a team that they can adjust a little bit easier on the fly. How important do you think that aspect is when it comes to adjusting in-game to be able to have a team like we've seen through two games? You know, you talk a lot about adjustments, and, you know, most of the time that's made at halftime, but how nice is it to to know if, if something's being taken away? Well, if you're going to take that away from us, then, well, we'll just give you this. And yeah. For instance, uh, you know, Seneca Knight and coming in and, and you know, comes in for Gideon and he's able to, to, to do some things because San Diego State was really extending that defense and and uh, causing trouble from the three-point line. But then you got a, a score like Seneca that can put it on the floor and get to the rim and, and punish you for extending that defense and, and get to the basket. So, I mean, it, it's it, it, virtually every player on the team has uh, a, not necessarily a backup but a complementary player. So if... If you've got a team that's taking away the strengths of one player, you just put in the other guy uh, to do his thing. And rarely do you have that. I mean, usually you know, there's been years past, Jason, I mean, you know this, if, 
Like Eric Mika, for, let's say, gets three fouls in the first half. You're just like, how could we possibly win this game? We're going to lose this game because how can we play without Eric Mika? But, you know, if somebody gets foul trouble or not playing well, just next, you know, let's put in the other guy and see how he does or the, even the next guy. So uh, that, that depth is really critical, both in-game adjustments and just overall, uh, you know, fresh legs. And and uh, it, it motivates other people. When you got a guy that can come in, you know, and, and uh, you know, if you don't play well, your time on the floor is, yep. is fleeting. Yep. And so that motivates you to really try and play well because you want to stay on the floor. And so, I mean, I, I like this team. I like this makeup. They've got some, you know, some problems. But uh, like I said before, the defense uh, will help cure some of those problems early on. And then guys like Seneca and Gideon and T. John will kind of uh, kind of get confidence as well as Foose down low, continue to get confidence. And they'll, they'll get better quickly, I think. And uh, the offense will kind of catch up. It goes without saying that Oregon is going to be the best opponent the BYU will have faced this early in the year. What are your thoughts on the Ducks? Well, they're really good. I mean, they're kind of the second behind Gonzaga in the West the last 10 years. I mean, they win 20 games a year. They go to Sweet 16s. You know, they they win the Pac-12. I mean, it's a very good team. They're they're a lot like San Diego State athletically. I mean, they, they, you got the you got the tall you know prototypical nba type bodies on the team so it's hard but the, unlike san diego state their approach they'll shoot a lot more threes um uh will richardson's very good and you know he's shooting around 60 percent from three so he kind of like an alex barcelo type and they shoot a lot and san diego state doesn't shoot a lot they kind of drive and try and, and he crashed the boards but oregon you really have to defend that three-point line so that'll be a challenge uh and then when you're when they do miss you know you've got it's a little harder to rebound even than it was against San Diego State because the rebounds are long and, and they're super athletic. And so, you know, it's, it's a real challenge. It's going to be, listen, Bill, you have to play much better to win today. But like I said before, you know, I don't think Oregon has seen anything like BYU's defense up to this point. And sometimes early in the season when you play a team like BYU with a good defense, it kind of shocks you a little bit because you're used to kind of just doing your thing. And all of a sudden you can't do your thing and you're like, well, what's going on here? So hopefully – you know, BYU over the history, history. We're just, Greg and I were talking about uh, the last Great Alaska Shootout today, and you know we played Bryant Reeves in Oklahoma State, and Louisville, and Minnesota, and we were able to have a really good tournament there and beat Louisville and Oklahoma State when they were really good. And, and early in the season, you can, it, it's almost easier to beat teams like Oregon because they may not be where they need to be, and, and BYU might take them off guard. So I, you know, I, I like BYU's chances, but I'm just saying. Org is really good, so we'll see how it goes. Well, and these, I mentioned this in the first segment, these types of games, this is exactly what the postseason committee is looking for. The NCAA is looking, and, and things have changed over the last couple of years. It used to be a handful of teams willing to play these games early, but now everybody's kind of got the memo that, you know what, if, if you want to be a postseason team, you're going to have to schedule up. And so I, I think a matchup like this is beneficial for both. I really like that approach lately that they're rewarded for playing good teams. I mean, it's just better for basketball. It's more fun to play these types of games. And, you know, if BYU gets this win, they'll be a ranked team. You kind of get in the rankings and people get used to seeing you in the rankings. And you can point back to San Diego State in this game. And you're starting out with three NCAA tournament teams. That's really, really tough. But, man, if you come through that gauntlet, you're just sitting pretty. And uh, so, I mean, this would be huge for BYU to get this win, but it's not 
also not the end of the world. I mean, they, they reward you for playing, and it's not just for winning, but they reward you for playing even if you lose. And uh, I, I like that approach. I think it's the right way to go for college basketball. Well, and you just said something that reminded me of, uh, about a football conversation that, that you know we've talked about for the last couple of months. And obviously with BYU football, they had the season last year where you go 11-1. and one. And everybody obviously knows BYU football. I mean, it's it's a it's a national brand and a national championship. People know BYU, but for a lot of people, getting back in the spotlight with the eleven and one season, it's like okay, well, you, you did it once. Let's see what you could do again. So then, obviously, what BYU is doing again this year, back in the college football playoff rankings, which, by the way, an update: they stayed at number four in the, uh, or excuse me, fourteen. In the, like, wow, yeah, that'd be the, great. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, not to not to burst everybody's <laughs> bubble. They are not four; they are fourteen. They stayed at fourteen. But so, but the the committee wants to see you do it in multiple years. Basketball is now going into year three of that, where you know under Mark Pope in year one, you make the tournament. In year number two, you win a lot of games, you make the tournament. Now they're still waiting for that tournament victory, but I, but now going into year three, you mentioned get ranked and get on people's radar. I think BYU basketball has done a really really good job of being that team that's winning a lot of games and now is just going to be in the conversation. Yeah, I think there's a lot to that. I mean, a lot of teams will have kind of a fluky season when they just get the right players for a, a magical season. But w when you elevate your program to just know, yeah, BYU, they're at it again. It's like Gonzaga's been. It's like Oregon has been. You know, it's just they, they're expected to be really good and make the tournament. It's just a given. And then you almost have to play really bad to convince people that yeah. you're not that, you know. I mean, it's so hard to get the credibility. But then when you have it, I mean, it, it, it gives you some flexibility to maybe have a bad, bad, bad season or two. But anyway, yeah, I mean, Coach Pope, I think, is highly respected. I think that certainly the perception of the program is it's just going the right direction and obviously adding the whole Big 12 component and yeah. getting, you know, some of the recruits that BYU has been able to do. I mean, it just builds on itself, and there's no reason in my mind to see that going away anytime soon. Well, in, uh, it will always be the Rose Garden to me, uh, but it is the Moda Center. It is the site of tonight's BYU-Oregon basketball game. Mark, thank you so much, as always, for, uh, for joining me, and I look forward to you and Greg on the call coming up in just a little bit. Hey, thanks, Jason. Talk to you later. There we go. The one and only Mark Durant, our courtside conversation. Mark joining me from the Moda Center. Hey, stop by your local Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the lowest price on every tire every day. Big O Tires, the team you trust. After a quick timeout, we'll check out some other scores in college hoops. Plus, for those that may not have heard just a second ago, we'll update you on the updated college football playoff rankings and where BYU sits as of now. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics, getting you ready for the Cougars and the Ducks from Portland. And fans, remember when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza with a BYU win tonight. Pizza will be 50% off at PapaJohns.com using the online promo code BYU50. That's BYU50 tomorrow. This offer is good at any Utah location. 
Games going on uh, featuring other West Coast Conference teams. Santa Clara and Nevada tied at 25 in the first quarter. Uh, besides BYU and Oregon, the only other one featuring a WCC game is Pacific hosting Stanislaus State. That gets underway at 8 Mountain Time. Real fast, college football playoff updated rankings. BYU stayed at number 14. We'll go over more in depth on the teams that moved up and down coming up at halftime and post game. All right, coming up next, back to the Moda Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, brought to you by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. Also brought to you by Big O Tires. Your local Big O Tires has financing available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Now let's head back to the Built Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon. Oh, good evening already, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome above courtside inside the Moda Center in Portland, Oregon, the home of the Trailblazers tonight hosting two of the best in the West in the annual Phil Knight Invitational as the 2-0 BYU Cougars take on the 12th-ranked 2-0 Ducks of Oregon. BYU facing the toughest of its challenging three-game stretch to start the season. I am your play-by-play presenter, Greg Grubel. With me is the former Cougar hoopster, my 25-season broadcast partner, Mark Durant. And uh, BYU has, in three games, gone from hard to harder to hardest. The season-opening win over Cleveland State, followed by a second straight home victory over San Diego State. Now, the Cougars leave home for the first time, and they do so to take on a recently perennial, really, Sweet 16 program. Oregon has not trailed for a single second of its first two games. Mark, the Ducks look like an early-season juggernaut right now. Yeah, they look really good. I mean, it's a team... Like Gonzaga that wins their conference and goes to the tournament and wins 20-plus games the last 10 years in a row. I mean, it's it's a really good program, and, and they have a lot of confidence, and why wouldn't they? I mean, they've got really good shooters. They're shooting uh, threes at a really nice percentage. Got to one of the better players in the country uh, shoot, you know, shooting around 60% from three, and so uh, they, they've been really good. But don't sleep on my Cougars, Greg. Don't sleep on them. You say, well, they haven't looked particularly good in their first two games. But, man, they're playing conference champions, and they're playing teams like San Diego State and, and Cleveland State just really good at defense. So the, the, they're not. it's going to be hard to look particularly good on offense. But I tell you what I like about this BYU team is the defense. They are a really good defensive team. And what I'm hoping to see here tonight, Greg, is a little better offense from BYU. I think this game will lend itself to that. But – keep that defense and Oregon's gonna uh, you know it's like being on the Oregon Trail I mean you get there and uh, you get dysentery BYU's got to give them dysentery or something and stop them because uh, I, I think this BYU team is really good defensively and may be something that Oregon has not seen but you need to do something really well to beat a team like the Ducks alright break time after this we'll hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the Moda Center in Portland on the new skin BYU Sports Network Tune to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Grubel. We are live above courtside, concourse level at the Moda Center in Portland, Oregon for the Phil Knight Invitational in tonight's matchup between the 12th-ranked Oregon Ducks and the BYU Cougars. Cougs just outside the AP Top 25. A win tonight would put BYU in next week's poll. 
Time now for our pregame interview with BYU head coach Mark Pope, presented by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. And after two nail-biting grinders to open the season at home, the Cougars tonight hit the road for what might be the toughest game BYU plays really until Gonzaga appears on the schedule in the next calendar year. And after today's shoot-around here in Portland, I asked Coach Pope about the, well, kind of where to start when extolling the virtues of Dana Altman's team. Yeah, this, this group in particular is so talented, one through five offensively. One through five shoots at a high level. One through five is capable of putting the ball on the floor and attacking. Uh, they're super, super mobile. Uh, they can all pass. I think their best downhill dribbler might be their starting four-man. Um, so they're ultra-talented offensively. They space the floor, and it's just like, uh, you know, for anybody who understands this, it's, it's like the greatest shell drill work you'll ever do in your life, like the most difficult because... Um, you have to bring a second defender, and then you have to find a way to recover. In all that space, there's nobody that you can steal space from. They all demand that you play them honestly. So a huge, huge um, challenge you know, to guard. And then to finish it off, when you finally get a stop, when you finally actually get a miss, they're one of the lead offensive rebounding teams in the country. Uh, so they're they're, they're a, a massive challenge to guard. There's no doubt about it. It's why they're a top 12 team, right? Um, all, you know, defensively, they just try and trick you up. They they'll go between uh, switching one through four, switching one through five to play in a matchup zone that almost feels the same but doesn't, and um, try and disorient you. And then they're they're just a pass. They're just passing lanes hungry, like. You get lazy trying to attack, especially with anything interior. And uh, they're so good at reading eyes and reading past things. Like you got five cornerbacks, five five strong safeties, uh, you know, out there playing. And so again, you want to be a great team. You got to be great teams. And we get a chance to go play a, a great team on the road tonight. And and uh, we're looking forward to it. You know, there's some things that give you so much confidence as a coach. And one of those things is when you know your guys are going to go fight. And you know they're going to come fight every night. And you know, these players over the last couple of years have developed a culture where they where they are going to come fight every single night. And this team has that same DNA. They've kind of shown that in the first two games. And so that's a great feeling. I know that we're going to come really compete on the glass, which is an absolute must here. I know that we're going to try and compete on the defensive end. Um, and that's going to be a challenge for us tonight. It's a challenge. going to be a challenge for every team that that uh, that – Oregon faces this year and then I do believe that this team is going to share the ball and I, I believe that our decision making is getting better and better and better and we're going to be challenged a lot in making reads today just because of the just because of the again this is the third straight team we've played that isn't a traditional defensive team they're doing something different all three teams have approached it differently so that sense it could be disorienting but I, I, I you know I got a lot of confidence in this backcourt that they'll you know steer the ship and, and the other guys that they'll make the right read so it's going to be a great game tonight. Let's go. I was going to ask you what you got out of your first two games that prepares you for tonight, but I think maybe you hit it and just fight. Maybe it might be the key the key component. Yeah, well, you know, our rebounding responsibility has grown every single game. You know, uh, Cleveland State is a you know one of the characters of their DNA is on the offensive glass. Uh, San Diego State is is a step up from that, and then Oregon is like the elite, you know, it's Oregon and North Carolina on the offensive glass, and so we kind of stepped up in challenges there, and, you know, we've also stepped up and, you know, at least changed in in three totally different modes of trying to disorient your offense, right, and so 
um, we've stepped up level of team. I mean, all three NCAA tournament teams, but, you know, probably a 10 seed and then a seven seed or a five seed and then a two seed or a one seed. And so, um, you know, it just is it's pretty awesome that we have the opportunity to this and we need to step up and prove who we are tonight. This is an unbelievable opportunity for us to go prove to ourselves and, and the world about who we are and who we, who we can become. Will you start the same way you've been? Yeah, we'll start with the same lineup. It's the only thing that's not changing. (laughs) Oregon hasn't trailed for a second yet of the first two games they've played. I'd like to see what happens when they find themselves in maybe a maybe a tighter ball game. You've been in nothing but tight ball games. I would like to see what how they would respond in a tighter ball game too. But it's hard to get them there. I mean, they scored 32 points in the first 10 minutes against SMU, which is a defensive team, a top 100 team. They're a good team, and they scored. You know, they scored on their first six possessions of the game. They started out with a transition three, and then didn't, and then you know, and didn't didn't look back, and so, and then they started out the second half the, the same way. Things kind of got slowed down a little bit in the first half, and I think it was a twelve point game, and then all of a sudden, two minutes in the second half, it's a twenty two point game, and so they just start so fast. They feed off their defense, and their offense is potent, and so getting them into a close game is obviously a, a priority for us, and we just got to see if we can do it. Nobody's been able to do it so far. Great preview. Coach, thank you. Look forward to this one. We'll talk to you post-game. Thanks, Greg. That is Mark Pope leading us into tonight's keys to the game, brought to you by Ford, built Ford Proud. The other Mark, Mark Durant, gives us his keys to tonight's contest. Mark. Well, Oregon's a great three-point shooting team, and they shoot a lot of them. Will Richardson's averaging over 60% from three. They make over 10 a game, and BYU has not been good from the three, Greg. I just think BYU's going to have to match the three-point make output against Oregon to really have a chance to compete with a high-powered offense like the Ducks bring. He is Mark Durant. As we head to break, we remind you that Smith's has all your fresh game day grilling and tailgating faves. And when you shop today, you can get free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Just order from the app or at Kroger.com and make your game day great. Smith's fresh for everyone. Coming up next, the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. Live from Portland on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now let's head live to the Built Bar courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome back inside the Moda Center at the Rose Garden District in Portland, Oregon. This NBA venue tonight playing host to two of the top college teams in the Western U.S. BYU and Oregon meeting for a 24th time and for the fifth straight get-together. It's a road game for BYU. Last time these two teams faced off, it was in the 2014 NCAA Tournament. BYU had lost Kyle Collinsworth to a torn ACL in the WCC tourney. And without their best player, the Cougs were outdistanced by the Ducks. BYU hopes for stiffer opposition tonight, at least to provide it. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you, high above courtside here in Portland. Well, Mark, in recent seasons, if BYU was scoring in the 60s, the Cougars were probably on the wrong end of the scoreboard by the end of the night. But in the first two games of this season against two NCAA tournament teams from last season, 
The offensive numbers, not great, but the point total, you know, staying in the 60s. Yet the Cougars showed enough toughness, rebounding, and grit to grind their way to two very solid victories. Yeah, I mean, I think this BYU team, Greg, is a good offensive team, but it, it, in years past it's been, we're just going to outscore you. You know, we're going to be that good. We're going to shoot a lot of threes. We're going to outscore you. Well, the problem with that is if you have an off night, you're probably going to lose the game. And what I like is a team that has a character built around around defense. And so maybe the offense will be good, maybe not. But you're going to have a chance at the end of almost every game because your defense gave you that chance. And rebounding, is, to me, is really part of defense. And those are hustle things. Those are energy things. It's a mindset thing to go out and, and you know, have that be how you define yourself as a team. We are a very good defensive team, and you can be more consistent, I think, defensively than offensively. So I really like what BYU's done defensively. And even though the offense did struggle at times in the past week in those first two games, man, they got Ws against very good teams because the defense did the job. Mouth-watering Hawaiian-style food, minutes away from the Marriott Center, fresh off the grilled chicken, teriyaki steak, and sizzling shrimp. Coconut Island Grill has the island flavors your mouth has been waiting for. Text the word COCONUT to 61090 for a free drink with your next meal. That's coconut with two Ks. Text K-O-K-O-N-U-T to 61090. Coming up after the break, we'll hear from the Oregon side of the bench as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show rolls on rolls on live from the Moda Center in Portland, Oregon on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's head back live courtside and join Greg Rubel. Coming to you live from the Moda Center at Portland, BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues. 2-0 BYU taking on 2-0 Oregon in the Phil Knight Invitational. Both teams 2-0 with a pair of home wins last week. The Cougars edging Cleveland State and San Diego State. Oregon cruising past Texas Southern and SMU. A short time ago, I sat down with Oregon assistant coach Kevin McKenna and asked him what he and the staff, led by Dana Altman, liked most in opening the season with a perfect first week. I thought our guys played together. Um, I thought they moved the ball pretty good, shared the ball pretty good, and I thought we were somewhat connected on defense for the most part. But, uh, you know, we're still young. We're still making some young mistakes as far as uh, when we when we bring our guys off the bench. But for the most part, pretty happy with how we played. We played two good teams that were, you know, tournament, tournament projected teams, I think, both of them. And... Uh, Experience, You know, Texas Southern had 10 seniors, and same with uh, SMU had a bunch of guys that are back with scoring ability and that. So for the most part, you know, we were pretty pleased with how we played so far. Uh, the comfort level of having a Will Richardson kind of uh, steadying the ship out there. Yeah, four-year guy, balls in his hands a lot, uh, makes good decisions. He's a good shooter, good playmaker. Um, just he's a real heady player, really kind of spearheads our defense too as far as just helping, helping the new guys uh, figure out w- where they need to be. The way the college game goes nowadays, the new guys, the infusions that happen with every program, you have to be pleased with how your new guys who have experience have come in and integrated themselves so far. Yeah, that's the one thing you, you wonder if they will fit, you know, and, and everybody's dealing with it, and, and uh, some fit better than others, and we've been fortunate enough to figure out a way to get our guys to buy into what Coach Altman wants and, and uh, you know, pretty much do what they did at the previous at their previous stop and and, and that's you know that's important Jacob Young is, uh, has some family ties too to the Oregon program right yeah Jacob uh, Jacob's big brother um, 
Joe played for us. I actually coached his dad, Michael, in the CBA way okay. back in the day. So we go way back with their family. Awesome family. Awesome basketball family. Known Jacob since he's a little guy. And, and uh, really, uh, really cool to have him on our team and finishing out his career here. Speaking of family ties, brothers on opposite sides of the floor tonight with the Johnsons. Yeah, it's been, I've been giving Isaac a hard time about it. I was watching Spencer shoot down there. And I've been kind of working. You know, I, Isaac's got a little bit of side spin on his ball. When he's, we've been working on it with him. I said, man. Man, it's in the jeans. I see Spencer down there. Got a nice stroke. The ball comes out of his hand good. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty neat for their folks. To, I think they're both they're all making it up here for the game. So it's really a neat family thing for, for all of them. Spencer told us that uh, if they end up on the same on the floor together, he's going to call for a switch somehow and try and guard him. I think I, I wanted. I was going to say to Coach Alma, I said, let's just if they're both out there, just one possession each, just clear out the floor. Everybody out half court, let them go at it one time, see what happens. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool to have that happen. But uh, no, great kids, great family. Um, it, it's pretty neat for them for sure. What does BYU show you through a couple games? Uh, obviously, uh, you know we know we're familiar with Alex from being at Arizona, and uh, he's out. He's really elevated his game the last couple years, and you know their ball movement's really good. Their screening action's good, hard to hard to guard, and uh, you know just they're they're connected and, and uh, they play really hard and, and uh, they screen really hard and. You know, we're just going to have to be ready to play. Great resume game for early in the season, right? Yeah, it is for both teams. I, I think both teams are going are, are, are you know quality teams that have a chance to you know go pretty far in, in the tournament and do well in their leagues. And uh, you know, obviously, time will tell. Does does BYU compare to anybody stylistically that you're going to see twice or three times in the Pac-12? You know, as far as how they play, I mean, Stanford plays similar to them in, in terms of what they run offensively. A lot of teams are running. I was watching Creighton earlier, and Creighton does a lot of the stuff that they do. So, uh, you know, just we, we've seen it before. We've actually ran, ran it in the past ourselves, so we, we're, we're a little familiar with it. But, uh, you know, they run it consistently. They've got some good wrinkles out of it, and, and it's it's hard to guard. Is it close enough to feel like a home game for you or not so much? I don't think so. I think there's going to be a lot of BYU people here. The last time we played BYU down in Eugene, there was a lot of uh, uh, Cougar fans down there. So I, I think it'll be a, a, a good uh, a good test for us. And, uh, you know, it's a neutral game, but I, I do feel like we'll have some people here. Coach McKenna, thank you for the preview. I appreciate the time. Good luck and have a great season. You got it. Thank you. That is Oregon assistant coach Kevin McKenna. This is BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. BYU and Oregon moments away. BYU opening the season with a third straight opponent that played in the preceding NCAA tournament, Cleveland State, San Diego State, now Oregon. First time that's happened in 27 seasons. The last time BYU opened with three consecutive tourney teams was in Mark Durant's senior season at BYU, 1994-95. That year, it was Oklahoma State, Louisville, and Minnesota in the Great Alaska oh, Shootout. Oh, man, Greg, the glory days. <laughs> I, I remember it fond. I love playing early in the season against really good teams, some of my best memories as a player. In 2022, BYU men's basketball will be dunking on cancer through generous donations. Each BYU dunk during WCC play will raise money for the BYU Simmons Center for Cancer Research. For more information on the Cougs fight against cancer, go to sccr at chem.byu.edu. Final word before tip-off is next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.